Welcome back to CCRPG. Uh, we left off last session just as our pilots uh, had a quick meeting uh, with Ren Polities as they wanted to update them on the presence of a possible agent uh, working for the uh, Cygnus State Inquest on the station. And, you know, asked Astro to stay behind after to take him into confidence on some things Ren has been working on. Now, uh, Steve, uh, you were telling me you wanted to give us some more information on what you were doing. Yeah, um, actually, as Astro leaves um, the office with Ren and in their conversation, I will be standing just a couple feet down or something away waiting for him. Do, do we notice this? Do you know? I don't. If, if I would have just stayed behind if you kept walking when you left. I mean, it'd be kind of weird for you. Like all three of us are together and we're leaving and suddenly yeah, you stop well, i yeah i would stay behind and if you stopped to look i'd be like you can go on ahead you sure yeah so all right just want to talk to ship. astro yep and eventually i'll i'll come out the door and i'll say oh steve hey hey uh i just wanted to apologize um you you got this this deal with this movie thing and uh i kind of turned it into a possible it, it wasn't my place to say that as an option for us i don't think oh no no I, I, listen i i i like uh uh i like my crew members taking initiative uh, and thinking outside the box um yeah but it's, it's your it, livelihood i mean as far as i could tell it was something that you were possibly interested in going back making movies again I mean, who can blame you? You don't have to drive these mechs around and deal with crazy pirates or crazy crew members eating tuna or punching okay. holes in your ship. Well, listen, it, it's a life I love dearly. And I still think fondly back to. But it's also one that I chose to walk away from. Um, and I'm okay with that. Um, it's not like I, I don't plan on giving up acting forever um but i don't think i'll be you know the the movie star that i once was acting in these big big time flicks and i'm okay with that well i wouldn't blame you if you did change your mind just so you know uh thank it you, would steve. it would be all right that's all thank you steve i appreciate that but you know uh I, I'm here to finish what I started, you know, and I wouldn't feel right leaving you guys. Well, that's good to know. Um, what did what did Ren say? Oh yes, uh, Ren Ren has uh, some some uh, new leads for us. Um, basically, she's uh, uh, taking us into her confidence, um, uh, and. Uh, she she's been you know they. kind of op oh yeah excuse me they um uh they have been uh kind of operating things behind the scenes um uh have, have kind of uh orchestrating a collective of like-minded individuals that are trying to root out injustice across the system um so uh and they had uh Something they may want us to investigate. Um, a big terraforming project. Have you heard about it? I think we heard mention of it once or twice. 
Uh, yeah, it's, nothing, um, nothing too crazy, but uh, yeah, I mean, it seems ambitious, right? Very ambitious. The kind of thing that would take, we wouldn't see complete within our lifetimes or, you know, maybe our children's lifetimes. Um, Where are they um, doing this at? What's that? Where are they doing this at? Um, would I know that just like from news feeds and stuff? Uh, you know, I think you probably would. Yeah, um, because I, I didn't specifically ask Ren during our conversation, but uh, uh, I figured maybe I might know already. Yeah, it makes sense. Unless it would I have don't. it would have made news. Uh, let me okay. open up my system directory in my notes here well it comes as no surprise that ren has been working on things in the background i mean <clears throat> i think anyone that knows ren knows that that's probably the case but i am a admittedly a little concerned um just because you you said the word like like justice right well, I tend to romanticize things a little bit, but eh, when it comes down to it, um, yes, I'm trying to help people, um, trying to cut through uh, the red tape to do so. I imagine we're like walking and talking at this point. Yeah, um, um, you would know, Astro, um, that you've been fairly close to it a while ago, a couple years ago, um, you would know that it was in the same system as a drop-off destination you had. Um, back when you were doing a supply run for Terratella, mm -hmm. um, you were going to a planet called Wilderig, uh, which is a settled, uh, which is a settled center in the Lastig sim uh, system. The planet that is uh, being targeted for reformation also is in the Lastig system. Okay, Lastig? Yeah, L-A-S-T-I-G. Now, the thing is, the planet itself no longer has a name. Um, it was one of the first planets that... Um, this is actually just... Cygnus State history. Someone who knew a lot about the initial expansion of the Cygnus State, like going out into the galaxy, spreading off of Earth, would probably remember this planet because it's kind of a like, ah, look, we screwed up here kind of example planet where basically they spread to this planet that was rich in natural resources and just industrialized the hell out of it and killed the planet. Um, right. It doesn't have a name because no one has lived there in your lifetime or the lifetime of like two generations prior to you. Like right now it is just like E2705. And that planet was earth. Do, do, do. <laughs> what? So yeah, E2705 is the target for reformation. They want to, um, if you watched any of the um, state propaganda about it, it's like about correcting the mistakes of the past and making good on promises that, you know, maybe you didn't make, but maybe your ancestors made. And like, it's time, you know, to to make good on those. That's that's the kind of things you would be hearing about the initiative to make E2705 habitable yeah. again. 
And the, the, Ren told me, like, the Cygnus state itself is taking on this effort, right? That's correct. Yeah. This isn't like a megacorp. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be involved or contracted or whatever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You imagine that one of, if not maybe a couple of, the the big six, so to speak, of the the people who are like, so powerful they have to be almost given a part of the arm of the government right um you you assume either one is spearheading it or it's a coalition of like boards of trustees that they've created working together to try and make this a thing yeah um if i had to guess astro um you would probably do you think you ever had a good sense of what the different megacorps like kind of specialized in and did? Uh, I think only at a very high level, like he, he, he would kind of be oblivious to the, like the politics of everything, even like back in his heyday, um, he would just say like, Oh, I don't need to pay attention to all that. Well, what I would say is even even at that level, just kind of knowing what their general specialties are from each other, yeah, uh, someone coming from the core would probably know, like, if it was going to be one company that was going to be spearheading this, it'd probably be the one who specializes in infrastructure. Um, so AM2, uh, which is an abbreviation for Apogee Material and Materiel, um, specializes in things like steel heavy industrial goods, arms, and ships. So if someone was, like, building heavy, heavy infrastructure, it would be them. Makes sense. Um, okay, so, so yeah, um, going back to our, my conversation here with uh, Steve, I'll say uh, it, it's in the elastic system. Okay. Um. Uh, you you might have seen some news feeds about it and some propaganda that the Cygnus state is trying to spread around about their efforts. Uh, but yeah, it's this big big um undertaking. Uh, you know the sort of thing that'll take generations to do. Uh, Ren, uh, they think that uh you know something else is going on. Uh, that maybe maybe this whole terraforming, a planet thing, um is a convenient cover for whatever they're really after. Uh, and they'd like us to find out. Oh, well, maybe that's our next oh, mission. possible then. job, you know. Uh, sure. I, I said I'm interested in it, but of course I want to talk to the rest of the crew, uh, get your take on it. Well, it's good to know. Thanks for telling me. Um, just... Just keep in mind, I think it's like what you said earlier about the, the justice thing. I, I do think that Ren is following their own sense of justice, but justice is only important to the one with power. Because they get to decide what is and is not justice, whoever wins these wars or these fights between each other. Uh, well, um, I mean, that is true. I think Ren is is here um to speak for those who aren't in power just keep your morals close to you uh, you might find that your sense of justice could change and you 
we might not be working with Ren forever. That's how I've lived things until now, at least. I suppose so, you know. Um, Ren has showed me no reason uh, to to think, you know, they're not who they say they are, or they're not, you know, uh, they're being duplicitous or, or misleading me in terms of morals. But, you know, you're right. It's always good to... Uh, to not, you know, tie yourself down. You just never know. I shrug. Well, thanks, Steve. Good talk. Pats you on the back. I like these one-on-ones. All right. And you know, I, if you ever want to talk to me about something, I'm always here to listen. Okay. Sounds good. That's that's really all I have now. I'm gonna gonna keep going back to the ship now. Did I make the moment weird? A little. Don't forget, you also have to that. walk. You all have to walk down the same hallway for a spell. Also, <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> I better get back to the ship. Oh, uh, I'm going back but, to the ship too. I'll walk with you. <laughs> right. That's like the all right. Good talk. You just stare at each other for a few seconds, then keep walking. <laughs> All right. I assume we walk awkwardly back to the ship. All right. Muy excelente. Um, I would like to check in uh, with Evelyn. Uh, Evelyn, uh, you make your way back to the ship and uh, a good thing about the investment Ren is making into uh, the DBC is that it's not just going to your mechs. Um, they've identified that the DBC, while amazing and able to do things uh, that um, are not usually available to people in your line of work, probably could use a refit to be more purpose made uh, for what you all do, because basically you took one of the most expensive shipping ships in the galaxy and turned it into a troop transport. Um, There's also so, all the holes we blew into that have been sort of patched over haphazardly. And I'm sure Astro still feels a little pit in his stomach every time he looks at the giant hole mm -hmm. that goes all the way from the hangar through the top of the ship that Orion made that one time. Um, I only put one hole in the ship. Come on. <laughs> that oh, one you know. hole is very impressive. <laughs> I uh, only breached the ship once. <laughs> Uh, so as you get back, uh, that is what Curry has been working on. Uh, Curry Septemberish, your ship technician, uh, has been kind of, you know, using the resources that have come in to refuel and rearm the DBC has been um, like paying close attention to where things are coming from to make sure that all of you get the uh, parts that you requisitioned and that goes to the hangar for your mechs and stuff. Uh, but wants to pick your brain, Evelyn, on what you think we should be focusing on for a refit for the DBC. So as you get back to the ship, uh, Curry is there to greet you. Uh, he has a clipboard and he's, you know, overseeing a couple of people uh, drive a pallet uh, up the ramp onto the ship uh, and kind of like turns the wave at you as you get closer. Curry? 
Okay, is it? Hey, Evelyn. Uh, just getting the last of our scheduled deliveries for the day. Uh, everything looks like it is on schedule, surprisingly. Man, it's nice to have rich people footing the bill for you. Nice to have money. Well, it's not our money, is it? Well, yeah, but we can use the money as we see fit. So, I mean, is it really that much different? So what you're saying, Evelyn, is let's spend it like that's our money. Exactly. This is, the, the, this is why I like you, Curry. All right. Well, regardless, uh, everything's on schedule here. So I was hoping we could chat a bit about what we wanted to do about the old girl herself as he looks up at the DBC. Yeah, I imagine there's some needs of there's some pressing needs we should address, obviously, you know, and she'll just jab a thumb at the hole like, you know. The hole. Uh, so what are you thinking, Evelyn? Um, I, for one, think it might benefit us still to not be an obviously military vessel. So I don't want to, like, you know, convert us into a, a frigate or something like that. Um, but I don't know, probably use some armor or something on this or yeah, maybe, like a, like maybe something we can sign off on is like just pirate defenses or something like that in case we get raided i don't know but like security security work. um improvements all right well <laughs> yeah. shoot the sky's the limit let's write down everything we can possibly think of and then we'll see what we can get well i mean one thing i've been sort of chewing on was um we could probably build a proper holding cell because like we, we you know, we kind of hacked something together in the past, you know, for MC or that one guy from um, smack, but maybe we should. Oh uh, yeah. We have broken the cell. control panels into those residential rooms, like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a brig. Maybe. Uh, I, remember, I remember we were, we were trying to get like an isolation cell going on for, the longest time i don't know if that's still an avenue of pursuing okay well what does an isolation cell need i guess what just plate plating and um actually i'm not entirely sure how isolation works got it i'll follow up with dying <laughs> yeah that might be a dying question okay um i don't know if it makes sense to give us weapons i'm just i'm just kind of going over the obvious things like we've never really been involved too much with shift combat well, here's the thing. A ship our size, part of the best defense is the fact that a lot of the weapons, unless we're going up against, like, a military ship, aren't going to crack her hull, you know? At most, they might raid us, breach us, board us, but, like... Kill us. Yeah, you know, the usual, <laughs> but this ship, it's a prize. Anyone who's going to want it is going to want to get on board and take it from us. Right, so we should get Although some sort of I suppose defense. we have been making enemies of a lot of people that seem to have really powerful shit. So <laughs> Curry shrugs and is like, your guess is as good as mine. I don't know. I mean, if, if, if the sky's the limit, and it probably isn't. I'd say even like some sort of cloaking, but I don't think we have that kind of budget. No, I mean, I think the smallest ships can barely afford cloaking. Yeah, forget about it then. I mean, if we can get like a turret or something, I think I'd be happy. All right. Yeah, I'll look into it. Some sort of just fighter repellent or something like that that we can get on. Maybe maybe put one on the belly, one on the top. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. All right. Uh, Curry writes some things down. Do, do you think we're going to have any more situations where we're going to have to get out of Dodge fast? Well. Like some sort of quick start off, take off type deal? Yeah, I can look into it. And you know what? Uh, Kestrel, uh, Steve seems to know his business when it comes to moving around. Uh, I mean. He does move. It's, it's a known he, fact. He's great and all, but man. Rock really knew his shit when it came to flying things. I'd love to talk to him about what he thought it needed. Well, funny you should mention that. We are talking about getting in contact with him. You know, pick his brain about some stuff. So maybe we can sort of um, fish oh, yeah. that out as well. If you get a hold of him, tell him uh, <laughs> what does the DBC need most of all in terms of piloting? Uh, <laughs> I'll, ask, I'll ask Steve in the meantime. Excellent. You, but it feels weird to ask someone who's contracting with us what a permanent change to the ship should be, you know? Yeah, better to ask than not ask, I say. Yeah, he knows better than us, so. Steve, uh, Curry writes some things down. All right, so. Brig. Maybe some turrets on the top and the belly. Uh, let's see about fixing that big hole. Figure out new quick start system? Question mark. All right. What else, Evelyn? I mean, this is also our home. Can you think of anything you'd want, you know, in terms of like, you know, creature comforts? Like, I know Astro really, really wants a theater. I don't want to build a theater, but I think it's still the right idea. Like, I don't know, like a lounge or a, a soda machine. I don't know. Oh, that can't be too hard. Knock down some walls. Maybe fill out the space. Like a pool table. All right, I'll run those past Astro, see what he'll approve. All right, but don't don't let him talk you into the uh, theater. I, I I think we could use our money in other places, like a hot tub. You know, don't don't actually do the hot tub. I just don't want a theater. You see him scratch something out on the piece of paper. <laughs> you want, you really want that hot tub? I'm not saying no to a hot tub. I won't say no either, but, you know, priorities. All right, I'll see if Astro will approve it. Um, ooh. Oh, that would be an absolute mess if we lose gravity. Oh. Yeah. I feel like that has to be a problem that has been solved by now. Yeah, by, like, making sure it's empty at all times except when you use it. You know how long it takes to fill up a hot tub, Evelyn? Quite a while, I suspect. A while. And you have to make sure it's treated and... Listen. I've had experience with hot tubs. I'd imagine they'd, like, seal it. If they're yeah. in zero gravity. Well, I mean, what, if you, what if it's running and you lose um, gravity? That's, that's what I'm thinking. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's a risk you take when you put a hot tub on a spaceship, right? I'm sure the pleasure yachts have figured out how to do this. That's what I mean. This has to have been solved at some point. Maybe there's just a hose. Just a hose. And when, when, the, when the gravity goes off, you just suck up all the water before it causes harm. How strong would that hose have to be? So this is such a stupid conversation, but I love it. Uh, pretty strong hose. Pretty strong hose. All right. Uh, Curry... We'll mark a few things down. I was like, okay, now what about uh, the hangar? Do you need anything in the in the service area? 
Well, let's see. We got the... Um, I mean, it hasn't really been an issue of loading the mechs, and we still have well, a place to sort of hide them. We got four bays. We have a place to hide them. We have a place to do maintenance. We have the uh, openings on either side of the ship to disembark from. Anything that's been a pain pointer, you would improve on that system. I mean, you're the one who always does the maintenance on them. Do you need, do you need like, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe some more service rail cranes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. Okay. So I'll look into getting some sort of, you know, maybe I can get like a, like a little, like a little rail crane installed into the ceiling. Yeah, you exactly. Can, um, yeah. Move some things around with. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm that, that would probably cut down on service time. I'm not going to say getting around all these spikes and, and she'll point at her ship or her mech. And say, I'm not saying those spikes can be in the way sometimes, but climbing around those spikes is kind of sometimes in the way sometimes. And Does it you know need what? to be that pokey? Look, do you want to do you want to mess with a ship? I, I, I keep saying ship. Do you really want to mess with a, a mech with that many spikes? I no, so. no, I can't exactly. say. Exactly, then, then yeah, okay. the spikes work. Uh huh. Okay, it's all coming together now. You um, know what? Uh, one more thing, since this is the this is super low priority, but maybe like we have some sort of defense system in case anyone actually gets into the bay to steal our max, or at least like some scammers or something, you know? Oh, okay. Well, what were you thinking? Well, I mean, if we ever get boarded, and the you know, mechs of these this quality probably are going to be a target. If anyone ever tries in, they you know disable or take our mechs, and maybe we could have something that um, I don't know, like maybe, maybe some sort of foam dispenser, or something like something just to if not kill them, at least like restrain them. I don't know why I said foam. All right. Well, how would it how would it detect that there's intruders? Like. We would need to figure out what triggers the system, what it's looking for, what motion. it does to the people that it. All right. Motion well, sensor. Uh, what, OK, we... so how about Evelyn? What if you forget your ID upstairs and you come down to service the mech and all of a sudden you're covered in foam? Well, that's my own damn fault. We're, we're, look, Curry, we're professionals. We, we, we know to make sure that we don't get covered in foam. But I was, honestly, I was Curry just... raises one eyebrow suspiciously. <laughs> Cut to uh, Astro covered in foam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, j- jokes aside, I was thinking more just like this? a, I was thinking more like a panel. It's just like when we walk into the room, we just we turn off the, we just disable the security system. That's all. And then while it's on, anything that gets, anything that gets um, any motion, any motion that gets detected gets shot at. Okay. One last thing I'll, I'll I'll put out there for you, Evelyn. Sometimes y'all get into your mechs as an emergency situation. It's a it's a right like all hands on deck, get to your battle stations kind of thing. Do you really want something that's going to slow down that process? You do have a point. Uh, and it, it was just kind of scratches your head. Like I'm, I mean, I'm just spitballing here, man. Um, that is something to consider. Now, what if we all put right. in some fire poles? They come down from the roof, from the room above, so you all can just slide down into your mechs if there's an emergency. You know what? That's the best damn idea I've heard so far. Make sure we have some pillows there in case we screw up the first few times at the bottom. Curry nods. And then as he's nodding, goes, horrible idea. (laughs) 
<laughs> what, pillows what, will pill, only the, be at the bottom of Astro's pole. The pillows or the pole? <laughs> Both, but I like the idea. It's a good visual. That was a test, and you failed. <laughs> no! <laughs> All right, I'm uh, I'm gonna see about asking if Astro will approve some um, refits to the the inner the inner wall stuff. Uh, rooting around back there after taking a few knocks. Uh, you know, Evelyn, I know you did your best while you were the ship tech, but uh, man, some of the stuff back there is real rats' nests. Look, I don't, I don't claim to be a um the best of maintaining ships but i got the job done it's just there's got to be a way that the corporate owners of these things keep everything in order and keep everything under control i don't know what that is but i'm gonna find out what it is and i'm gonna see if astro will buy it for me i suspect money is a good problem solver he nods all right cool i'll get started on looking at these anything else you need me to look into i'm uh you know, we're almost done refitting and requisitioning all those parts y'all asked for. So is there anything else you want me to look into? Is there anything else we need to get for the ship or your mechs while I'm uh, putting orders in? Yeah, actually. Um, we still got RC stuff, right? Like, did he, he didn't just take everything and go. He left some of his crap in his room, right? I mean, some of it. Most of the important stuff was gone. His, his rig was gone. Mm-hmm. You know, his panels were gone. Uh, I mean, telling based on what Astro told me, he even left some, uh, you know, locks on some things that he had to undo. But uh, yeah, there's some shit there. Some uh, yeah, like clothes, uh, clothes and stuff that were in there. Well, let's burn the clothes. I don't think anyone wants clothes that that guy wore. And let's let's throw all his other stuff in a box somewhere. I have a feeling it might be important one day. All right, you plan on giving it back to him? Well, more of a blackmail situation, but um, yeah, sure. I'll be give surprised it, it if he left him. anything he cares about. Yeah, you know what? I'll gather it all up. I'll throw it in a big box and I'll write huge asshole on the side of it and you'll know it's his. I feel like this sounds like it's porn. Evelyn, I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> and he walks away. I'm just saying, pick a different name. <laughs> he, shouts. <laughs> he, he waves at you over his shoulder without looking back as he continues to leave, walking up the <laughs> plank into the ship. Ending that scene on a tasteful note. Yes, of course. Only the best. Evelyn, the classiest member of the DBC. All right. Well, after that, Evelyn, uh, let's pick up with someone else on the crew. I asked everyone to tell me a few things that they wanted to look into or investigate or follow up on um, over, you know, the next little bit of time here. Uh, Let's pop over to Dine since he hasn't been on camera yet this session. Okay. Um, Dine, what are you following up on first? Uh, Well, let's follow up, see if... um... Ren and her people have found out anything more about the Vesalium medium, because uh, I kind of don't want Artemis to go crazy. I'm okay, so- that makes yeah. sense. They, yes, I'm sorry. Uh, so, uh, Ren gets you the information on the group of people they tasked with investigating what the Vesalian medium was. Um... 
The people that Ren introduces you to are a group of engineers um, that Ren has contacted uh, from a variety of different specialties because they weren't sure exactly what it is or what it's supposed to do. Um, so it's kind of an investigational group. There are people who are doing like materials testing on it. There are people who are investigating like chemical makeup. Um, there are people who are investigating like reactivity. Um, you know, there are people doing like radiography studies of it. Um, but uh, you're introduced to this group uh, that is like a little task force Ren has put together um, to be like, OK, I found a weird thing. Tell me what it does. And I'm, I'm still remembering the scene of uh, Evelyn about to pick up this stuff with a thermos and Steve walking in in like a full hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> Some people know what they're doing. <laughs> Sometimes everyone Evelyn knows what like, they're doing. Evelyn like wondering, hmm, I wonder if I can drink it. <laughs> I never said that. You're putting Evelyn words in my mouth. Evelyn sees a big sign next to it says, do not drink. And she goes, I wonder who that's for. <laughs> Too bad for it. I can't read. <laughs> God, I hope she can read. Um, but yeah, uh, Dine, uh, you are introduced to the team. Um, the person who is in charge you are introduced to is named Soul Prisma. Um, she is a, um, she works directly for Ren, um, and is part of a, the way she explains it is like a development team. Um, she works with a group who tries to take things Ren has gotten via unscrupulous trades or via, you know, kind of like deals that are a bit off the record to see what they can do with those things without anyone conning on to it. Um, okay. So, uh, soul Prisma, uh, like introduces you to the team and she says, well, um, I heard that you found this stuff and you know, the whole team is very interested in finding out what it does. Uh, obviously we've already, you know, done a, done a test of the the raw structure of it but it's it's just so odd Did, do you have anything more to tell us that might help guide things uh you know i actually came prepared and because like back when i first got it artemis did like a cursory analysis and i would provide mm -hmm. them with that information yeah yeah they look at it and it's like okay um it is reassuring to know that the facility you found it in seems to be giving the same information that we've discovered so that's you know two points of confirmation that's very valuable um you've had more firsthand experience with it what have you noticed what does it seem to do were there was there <clears throat> any context to it where you found it it's difficult to say it was in a very um confined facility and it was completely abandoned but we couldn't find any information on it other than its name which seems incredibly bizarre but then the entire planet was abandoned so 
Uh, but from what I have been able to tell based on my experience, it seems to have some sort of impact on AI. I don't entirely know what, whether positive or negative, but it seems to have some sort of effect on them. Hmm. That's odd. I wonder. Hmm. Um, what are the results of those effects that you've seen? How do I put this? It seems to almost increase their processing power, like they are able to process things much faster than they would do normally. Now, how would an external medium change what they were intrinsically able to do? I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Well, that is definitely a pathway to go down. Um, so you've seen this firsthand. Was it something you encountered on site? Well, we first noticed it uh, before we even um, encountered the medium. Our AI were acting a little bit differently um, when we were even within the area where the Vesalia medium was stored. But once uh, my AI began the process of trying to figure out what it was, the process seemed to accelerate almost interesting so you have um a a system that's been affected by it i do huh what make is it uh personal i developed her myself um she does that thing where she like slow blinks and then like <laughs> looks at you again like uh i'm not sure i heard that right i'm sorry you made it i did Are you, I'm sorry, Dine Starseeker? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry if this sounds presumptuous, but I've, I've never heard your name before, and I'm pretty up to date on people who have developed in this field. Well, she is the first and only one I have ever created. So, and I have only ever utilized her for use within my own mech. Therefore, I've not really pushed anything outside of the field. Uh-huh. So you are an, an AI developer as a hobbyist? <sighs> not so much that, so much as I developed her to help facilitate uh, what I need done within my mech. It's, um, to put it simply, far beyond my ability to handle on my own with everything that I need to manage. Okay, so you developed a... You developed a... A purpose-built AI to help you with a different project you were working on. Yes. Although I am being helped with the other project that I am working on. So that one is not entirely of my own make. I, I'm sorry if I seem a little bit incredulous, but 
It's like someone walking up and claiming, hi, nice to meet you. I'm a genius in my field. Um, <laughs> that's very impressive. Oh, I appreciate the compliment. Would you be willing to bring the system in for examination? Uh, sure. I can do that. She is fully capable of leaving the mech, unlike, um, Caster, who is the other AI within my, um, Lancer mech. You have two AI functioning on a single system? I do. Don't they interfere with each other? No, they do not. They may quarrel, but they do not interfere. She, like, sits back a little bit and goes, this is gonna sound like a really dumb question, but how? Every time we try to set AI with each other to work on single projects, we found that their their access to shared information is almost always adversarial. Everything is contested. It's sure they they may display humanoid properties, but they it's almost an incompatibility. That is a good question. Um, it it may be in part because I designed Artemis to do to do a specific subset of things, and that while she is highly specialized in those areas, it may allow her to be better um, equipped to share information with the other AI. But I see. It may just be easier to bring her here. That would be helpful, yes. You know, developing something like this could probably make you lots of money if you were to sell this information to an interested party. That is definitely a possibility. <laughs> I have considered it. Okay. Well, um, if we want to learn more about how this thing, uh, she motions to the Vassalian medium, affects AI, I think the most efficient way to do so would be to see how an AI was affected. Well, uh, let's see. I should be able to bring her around tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know what time it is in the day, but sure. We, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, uh, well, um, all right, we're going to re-gear some of our research then. How much of it has uh, the system been exposed to? Uh, I put what? Uh, was it a cup, I think? Like the equivalent of a cup? Yeah, about, yeah. Yeah, I would say the equivalent of a cup. Okay, well, we have a, we have a few gallons of it here at least. I'm not sure exactly what it does. What kind of tests would you be willing to do? Um, so long as it does not harm her or um, inhibit her functions, essentially. Because I still, 
require her in order to perform my missions. Now, you... I mean... We can definitely examine what's happened to the system thus far, but I don't know if we will be able to figure out exactly what it's doing without watching the effects in action. Well, I can provide you with some of um, my more recent data along with that. Okay. All right. Well, I will get things ready here so that we can check on some of those things. Um, yeah, bring it by by tomorrow and we'll we'll see what we can figure <laughs> out. As I bring the entire mech. No, wait. No, no, that's a bad idea. All right. All right. I will uh, see you tomorrow. All right. That sounds good. All right, team. Huddle up. Cool. I'm apparently a genius and I didn't even know it. I mean, you kind of knew it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mr. Doctor Doctor. <laughs> I'm a doctor, but, you know, I just happen to be able to pa to um, apply some basic medical stuff. That's really not the doctor I am. <laughs> I'm a doctor. A doc MD or PhD? Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, the, um, <laughs> the people uh, examining the Vesalian medium are definitely going to follow up with you to see what is going on there. The fact that I can actually literally carry Artemis over is definitely a benefit. <laughs> mm hmm. Um, I actually uh, wanted to pop back over to um, uh, to Steve. Steve. Steve, you get a message uh, to like your personal kind of like, uh, you know, like on system messaging system, like, you know, your private email, basically. Um, it is a message from uh, Nolirian to Syria, uh, who is, as you know, uh, one of the other people who works very closely with Ren on the station. Um, he is kind of like a duelist slash combat expert slash hunter. Um, you know, from conversations you've had with the rest of the crew uh, that he even, you know, tutored Evelyn a bit on some techniques and how to be, you know, a better pilot. Okay. Um, you've worked with him before. He's someone that you knew before the rest of the crew. What do you, if I was to describe Nolirian as kind of a, a hunter slash exiled noble. How do you think Steve would feel about this person? I thinking about it. My, my initial thought is in, indifferent for the most part. Um, uh, what he says and his actions are kind of more important to me. You know? Like when I learn more about him, I may have stronger feelings. But at the moment, I would say it, I don't have any feelings out about him whatsoever. Okay. He's just a coworker, an acquaintance. He's a bit of a extravagant man. Um, he has uh, invited you to his dojo. And it's not... I, I, like we are just acquaintances and he's I, I wouldn't expect that. So. It is more like you've you've done 
small missions with him before, like in the years that you've known Ren before meeting the crew. You've maybe done some information gathering with him, like been sent to the same place as him and had to like mm-hmm. reconnoiter things and then come back together at the end of the day and share information with each other and things like that. What I would Not say me with the DBC. No, you're working more closely with the DBC than you probably worked with Nalirian before. Okay. Um, okay. but Nalirian is um a very competitive person. And you always got a sense that whenever you were working with him, he was always trying to beat you. Like if you found out information, he wanted to find out more important information. Um, if you were able to track down a couple of targets, he wanted to track down that many targets plus one. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah, I get you. OK, um, I, I'll humor him. I'll, I'll go. I'll answer his summons and go to his dojo okay. or whatever. Uh, when you arrive, uh, Nolarian uh, comes to the door and opens the door. And you see behind him uh, his dojo, which is you've never seen before. Um, but he has apparently been given like <laughs> a large space on AO Station to kind of do what he would with. Um, it is spacious and well equipped. Um, there are like martial arts mats all over the floor, covering various sections of the of the area. Um, you see long rows of cabinetry displaying varied tools and weaponry, kind of like hanging from pegs on the wall. Um, you honestly see something that you find a little surprising is by the door you see a bunch of like drone docking bays um that look like hunter killer drones in like little charging stations like seven of them lined up next to the doorway as you walk in um and the very 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 back of the room you see in the far back two gigantic wooden doors and when i say gigantic i mean like 14 foot tall wooden doors like a pair of barn doors that are closed and shuttered but they only open and close like barn doors based on the hinges what what you see is like they're carved with these intricate murals going down the front of the doors and O'Leary is like ah oh, steve uh, you're back on station it's so good to see you come in come in i am uh just staring at the doors and the everything uh yeah i uh it was a rough mission. Uh, I don't know what you heard, but. Oh, Ren filled me in. Oh, rough beating that. Yeah, um, it is what it is. We weren't prepared for the amount of combat that we ran into. Um, but enough about me and my failures. Uh, what uh, what uh, gives me the pleasure of speaking with you today? Well, um, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit, um, seeing as we've both known Ren for a long time. Um, they've really thrown in behind this DBC crew, um, this Astro jamming and his lot. Uh, I do know they did everyone a good turn uh, a few years ago when they helped save Ren and, you know, stop that station hijacking. Um, but... You've been on missions with them for months now, and I wanted to see what you thought of them. Oh, oh, I see. Uh, let me think about that for a moment. Um, uh, 
while I do, is there any particular reason you're looking for this exactly? Or are you just interested in what they can and can't do? You trained one, didn't you? Yes, Evelyn. Uh, she's a she's a good learner. You know, uh, I thought it was a lost cause when when Ren came to me and they told me, oh, you know, this group, uh, there's a person on there who used to be a minor all her life and now wants to learn how to get in people's faces and fuck them up. I said, OK, Ren, I I made you a good combatant. I guess I could do for anyone. Um, so uh, Evelyn catches on surprisingly quick. Yes, uh, I've seen her in action since. Uh, definitely notice a bit of uh, similar movements, but, well, uh, copying your movements wouldn't be a bad idea for someone learning, that's for sure. Reckless, though. Which leads me into my explanation of them. Uh, you can get Lancer pilots and Merc teams a dime a dozen out here of varying quality, and they're not bad. They have the quality. They can they can do what they say they can do. But I think one of their um, selling points is uh, their reckless inconsistency at times. Uh, doesn't seem like anyone else knows what they're doing, so they can do what they need to. Hmm. Well, something can definitely be said for the element of surprise, I suppose. I've certainly been called unpredictable in my time. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I suppose I have a few times as well, but it's, uh, it's an interesting quality to have. I haven't spent that long with them, admittedly. Um, yes, we have spent much time together, but most of the missions came back as... Nothing, uh, more or less. Uh, I guess there really wasn't much of a change in this last one, but there was more combat, and I was able to see them in action more. Now that's where I have another question for you. I know the kinds of leads Ren has been getting, and I know because I've, you know, <laughs> done the reconnaissance for some of them myself, um... I was in the first wave of some of the people who found out about some of these places before Ren sent you and your team in. And I'm surprised with how little we're getting back. Are you sure they're up for the job? I would expect more from this. They were... They were, uh... Against a lot. We were against a lot. Uh, if you would have been there, I, I... You would have a better idea for just how much they had to take on. Uh, I don't think that they should be counted out or anything yet. Uh, I'm still with them. Uh, I'm sure Ren wouldn't mind if I decided I didn't want to be, but I think they're a good way to get things done. All right, well, I've seen enough of your work to know that you're a good operator yourself, so I'll trust your opinion there. It's been frustrating watching things go the way they have and not having much of a say and seeing you out there trying to get things done and not bringing me back anything to work with we can do the best that we can do i'm i'm sorry it displeases you i i understand i'm not happy about it myself either 
But I'm, I'm we sure. do need to keep in mind that not gaining information can be information in itself. Ren is concerned about a few different things. Uh, I'm not sure what they have and haven't told you, so don't mind me if I be a little bit more tight-lipped about it. But uh, there, there could be a lot of reasons for why we're not getting information. Like what? Um, I'll just do like a, a zipper motion over my mouth. Hmm, understood. Well, I was just about to start my training regimen for the day. Would you like to join me? Oh, I suppose I do. A uh, little bit of exercise wouldn't hurt me. Uh, you see an Illyrian, like, walk down the wall of various weapons and whatnot and say, Do you have a preference? Uh, like... What kind of weapons, I guess? Oh, like lots of dueling weapons. You see epes and rapiers. You see pistols. Uh, you see um, various like sparring staves. Uh, you see uh, a weird weapon that you're not even sure how it uses. It has like a big heavy weight on one end and what looks like a, a weird axe handle like pointed out on the other. You know, I've always been more of a hand-to-hand -hand sort myself. Well, uh, I was going to say, uh, would you prefer uh, a mono-a-mono -mono sort of hand-to-hand -hand combat? Or uh, did you want me to implement one of my training regimens and we can try something a little bit more cooperative? Uh... I, I kind of eye him up and down, uh, thinking he probably wants to mano a mano, but he could make a contest out of us working together on something, too. Oh, yeah. So I'll go. I, I'm not looking to go back with bruises. You'd beat me pretty bad if we fought ourselves. Uh, he walks over to one of the cabinets and you'll see him reach out not for one of the weapons, but for like a control panel. And you see him key a few things in. And then all of a sudden, the hunter-killer drones by the front door lift into the air off their docking stations. All seven of them. And he says, Now, I have them set to various levels of difficulty from one to ten. What do you say? Should we push the difficulty? Oh, what are you doing to me? And then I will walk over and pick up a pistol now. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you want him to key in as the difficulty from 1 to 10, having no idea what he considers difficult? Uh, five. Okay. He goes, ah, five, absolutely. Let's uh, get a sense for what you're working with. Um, he reaches out uh, and you see him grab two things off of the wall. Uh, you see him grab uh, a pistol, much like the one you have. Um, he slots that into a holster uh, that he sets upon his waist. Um, and then he grabs uh, a like a like a not a rapier uh, because it's not just piercing, just but like a long, thin sword, almost like a like a, a Chinese, almost like a Chinese sword It's still edged. Right. It's like a straight sword. Right. Okay. Not heavy, but not light either. Um, but long. Um, definitely a, a dueling weapon. Um, 
and he puts that in one hand and he gets like a little wedge dagger in his opposite hand. Um, very much like you would almost consider like a pirate, you know, like a, mm-hmm. like a naval pirate, a swashbuckler yep. kind of set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see him step out into the middle of the room. Uh, and as he taps the ground, uh, with his sword, uh, you see the various hunter killer drones kind of take position around you all. Uh, this is going to be a skill challenge where one of the roles will be done by Nolirian. The other two will have to be yours um, to see how you fare. Um, as the hunter-killer drones start buzzing around you, uh, you realize they are probably not meant to be deadly, but look a lot more worrying than you would expect like training drones to be. Um, Set to a five, uh, you see as little like um, what appear to be uh, stun cannons open up to either side of the drones. And then uh, coming out the bottom, uh, each one of them has a knife. That's terrifying. As these drones start buzzing about you and making movements in, Nilirin goes, all right, let's begin. And he strikes out at one. And as soon as he touches one with his blade, the rest swarm around and go into attack mode. Uh, They start shooting blasts of stun rays out the side of them. Uh, They start darting with their jets, like just rushing forward with their knives, trying to make contact. What do you do? Um... Well, first things first, I want to stay cool. Um, I want to take note of what they're doing, their patterns, uh, what Nolirian does, read and kind of get a good read on the situation and which ones I could pick off. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Go ahead and make it stay cool. Um, And uh, I'm going to say uh, because um, (laughs) you set the difficulty to five, you're going to get accuracy here. Uh, 23. What does it look like for Steve in a hand-to-hand situation like this, which we've not seen Steve do much of, uh, with a pistol and his wits about him? How do you deal with these drones coming at you aggressively? Um... I'm thinking for a moment, um... So I want to pay attention to what Nolirian is doing. Is that that was his name, right? Nolirian? Yes, Nolirian. Okay, Nolirian. I want to pay attention to like what he's focused on. When he's not focused on me, um, I'd probably be a little bit more extravagant, um, uh, dodging things and making shots to defend myself as much as possible. I'm not trying to win anything. I don't care. He, he can take the brunt of everything. Um, so when he is paying attention to me, though, I probably will just be like dodging, running, you know, not being very aggressive, that kind of thing. OK. And then once um, his his uh, attention is elsewhere, you'll do the things you need to do to, like, make quick work of this. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is in the intent of defending myself, not to, like, take the point or get the most kills or anything. I don't I don't care. All right. Absolutely. Um, Nolirian, uh, like sees you going about it. He's like, 
you can tell that he's like excited. He's like worked up by this. He's like, yes, I finally get a chance to like see what Steve is capable of. Right. And you can almost see him like not losing interest. That's the wrong word, but kind of like assessing like what you can do and what you're displaying here. And is, is honestly like, you know, like probably happy that you're dodging all these things and like none the worse for wear from this training regimen. He'd almost be, you can tell from his response, he'd be disappointed if you were having more difficulty than you're currently having. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Little does he know you're having zero difficulty. Right. Mm -hmm. um, okay. But yeah, no, he, he dives into it again, trying to be the person who one ups you. He will strike out. He will be extravagant. And honestly, Despite that, his moves are pretty impressive. Um, you'll see him uh, lock down a drone by like literally jumping out of the way while grabbing another one, you know, kind of in between his arm and his chest, smashing the wedge dagger into a joint, like wedging off the rear propulsion system as it just rolls along the ground ineffective. Uh, you'll see him like leap out with the uh, the dueling saber and just like really like tie up the knives as they're coming at him almost doing like the circle deflection that just leaves one spinning out of control um and it is only as one like comes at him from behind for a second you're thinking oh one might actually get a hit on him as he very coolly drops his wedge dagger reaches for his gun and barely looking turns around and just snipes it out of the air with a single shot as it rolls to his foot uh, there was only like four of the drones left. Um, they are still harrying the group of you, but there is some intelligence to their operating system, seeing no Lyrian dispatching them pretty easily. And you sometimes dispatching them easily, sometimes mostly just avoiding them. Some of them are starting to focus on you. What do you do next? I um, am going to I'd like to take a, some shots at them, um, but I want to try to make it look like there. It's a bit more wild than it is. Um, I, I have a feeling Steve is is a crack shot with pistols, um, so I don't think he will struggle, but I want to make it look like I'm struggling. Oh, yeah. All all evidence would say you're probably pretty good at this. Yeah, we'll find out. Do you think this is an assault? That's what I was going to do. Yeah, sorry. OK, so let's uh, let's go ahead and give you accuracy on this as well, because okay. this is absolutely in your wheelhouse. All right. Uh, 16. And you make it look wild. You fire maybe a few extra shots than you need to, making it look like, yeah, you were on target, but they zoomed out of the way. But really, you knew it was going to zoom out of the way. You wasted that shot on purpose. Mm -hmm. And when you correct your aim and fire again, it rolls to the ground just as like you knew you would. Um, after the last of the training drones falls on the ground, uh, Nolarian will walk up to you, uh, kind of mop a little bit of sweat off his brow and go, well, I can say that you live up to the expectation, Steve. As do you. Maybe I should do a little bit more training with you sometime. <laughs> Learn a few tricks. <laughs> Well, anytime you think, but keep in mind, anything past seven, they turn their safeties off and they can they can actually hurt. Uh, I give a fake grimace uh, and go, oh, glad I picked five. 
<laughs> I was just as curious to see what you'd pick as actually doing the exercise itself. The truth is, if you had picked 10, I'd told you I would have told you no, because well, uh, even I could be in danger of uh, losing an arm at 10. Not interested in that. Good tech, though. Uh, do you use it in the field? A little bit. Um, I like relying on my own recognizance, but uh, you know what they say. Uh, good hunter needs a good tracker, and these things are pretty good trackers. Speaking of uh, hunting and tracking, does Ren have any jobs for you lined up right now? We're currently waiting for them to give us something. Uh, as of right now, no, I'm on reserve here at Aos. Um, I was going to look into a few things with that Aster Uprising group uh, that uh, your group seems to have an in with. Um, but I was called off at the last moment. Red said something about it being too dangerous right now. Interesting. Uh, I've not heard a lot from them. Uh, I just know that this stone character that used to be part of their crew is is leading or partially leading it. That's what I hear. I think uh, rock. Uh, <laughs> not like the stone, like the bird. Ah, oh, OK. Oh, th that's a good way to remember it. Uh, but regardless, uh, yes, uh, I was going to look into a few of the recent places they've been, but, uh, Ren said that'd be bad from two angles. Apparently, uh, they're trying to stay hidden even from their allies right now because of how, um, important their assets are. And also, apparently, the state is falling close in their wake. Uh, Ren's worried about losing me to an inquest agent. And he looks around just to make sure. Like, he knows there's no one else in his dojo. But he does the look around anyway. And he turns to you and he's like, I'm sure Ren told you there's an inquest agent on board. Yeah, that was uh, what I didn't want to say to you before. I wasn't sure if you knew or not. Oh, no, I know. Um, don't tell anyone, but that's kind of my standing orders. I'm trying to root out who it can be. Uh, I don't mean to uh, assume anything here, but uh, is that perhaps why you're speaking to me now? You do your I... job good and you're thorough, I know. Don't worry, Steve. I have no concern that you're part of the Cygnus State Inquest. But I wouldn't be surprised if you had a lead you weren't telling me about. We all know how competitive you can be. It's my downfall. You know but, he's 100% just projecting his competitiveness yeah, onto yeah. you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's my downfall. I, uh... Well, don't worry. I'll tell you anything important. Good. Little leads don't mean anything and would waste your time. Uh, pity to hear about Rock, though. Uh... The crew wanted to get in contact with him, although if they're being watched as closely as they are, maybe I should advise them against it. I don't want to get anyone tracing any signals they shouldn't. Well, I don't know what kind of contacts they have there, but um, he, he kind of like shrugs a little bit like it almost like a, it doesn't really concern him kind of thing. 
Uh, he's like, they're not really my prey, so I'll focus on what I have to deal with. I just nod. It make, makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, say hi to Jessica for me. Haven't seen her around the station since uh, you all started working with the DBC. I will. She's been busy trying to take up the role that uh, our previous operator left us. Yeah, you worked for uh, CDD, right? Um, some sort of hacker collective. I'm surprised uh, you hired him on. I didn't hire anything. Uh, he was a handful, I'll admit. Uh, there's a part of me that's a little glad that he's not around anymore. <laughs> well, I, uh, I don't, I don't work well with the, the. I don't know what to call them. The. Well, I think I know what you're saying, and uh, you would have hated him. As I expected. Well, uh, I will leave you to your work then, and I will return to mine. Thank you for meeting with me and giving me the skinny on the group you're working with. It's important that I watch all sources of possible issue for Ren. Absolutely. Uh, and I'll hand him back the pistol. And thanks. This this was a good workout. I'm glad I did it. Also, maybe we should turn the difficulty up a little bit. I, I, don't, I don't think I got hit. <laughs> maybe well, I like it that way. <laughs> well, let's uh, ratchet it up next time, shall we? Yeah. Um, uh, watch your back. <laughs> you watch your front. I hand him back the pistol and head out all right next i want to know um evelyn uh when you gave the uh ferrofluid to ren um you asked them to look into a few things for you most notably you know michael city limits right. um because that was someone who helped you contain the ferrofluid um now, the ferrofluid is dangerous. You kind of know what it's there to do, but it's volatile. So Ren has hired some material experts uh, to kind of look into it to see what they can extract from it um, and has asked you uh, if you want to be kind of, you know, brought in on it since you're the one to bring it back. Yeah, I definitely want to look more into this, so. I am interested. Uh, Ren gives you their info. Um, as you go, uh, you are able to find uh, a crew uh, run by uh, H. Warren. Um, he is old, <laughs> very old. He's a very old man. Um, he has a stoop in his back. He walks with a cane, uh, long, wispy white beard. Uh, you know, kind of, you know, kind of crooked and walks very slowly. Um, but the, he has a buzz of people around him who are constantly like running up to him, giving him information as he like sends them off to go do other things. As he like very leisurely makes his way through the room that he's working in as you arrive. Um, he like waves at you as you come in and goes, ah. You must be Evelyn. You're the one who brought us the weird mystery box then, huh? 
yeah, that's that's what you want to call it. I call it more of like a um, Pandora's box. You know, if it if we don't treat it the right way, it explodes and kills us all. Kills us all. I'm pretty sure that's not how the story of Pandora's box went. Wait, really? It did. Well, it certainly didn't explode. It's released all the evils into the world. I mean, exploding and killing you. That's arguably evil. Yes, but exploding and unlocking a new rich vein of ore in the depths of the earth is a good... I wouldn't call explosions evil. Alright, yeah, no, you got me there. I can't argue that. He, like, chuckles a little bit, but as he's chuckling, he starts coughing and has to, like, settle himself down. Yeah, yeah, you want to sit down somewhere? Oh, no, no. Sitting leads to death. Seems like a lot of things lead to death if you do them the wrong way. And that is the lesson I live by. <laughs> do things the wrong way and you'll wind up dead. I I like your outlook on life, sir. <laughs> it served me well so far. Uh, Ren tells me you're the one to figure out how to contain this, or at least a, an associate of yours was able to figure out how to contain this substance. Yeah, I can't take all the credit, but um, yeah, it looks like some form of cooling really um keeps it stable. Um, and I'm willing to I'm willing to tell you right now, if you don't cool that, it will explode. Oh yes, yes, no, I have people doing that for me. Uh, you see a bunch of harried technicians behind him who are like monitoring the various heat levels and the the refrigeration and the backup systems for the containment unit they have set up. It's like the trick I'm worried about is how are we going to do anything with it? Well, I had I had a few thoughts. So we. So here's what we know about the stuff. We know that, um, yes, it explodes. That's one. Two, um, we know that it has some form of intelligence because it doesn't explode by default. Uh, I reckon there's something going on with this stuff that allows it to get a signal to blow up. So, for example, like whenever we defeated the mech, that was sort of the signal to say, hey, get uh, time to blow. Um, time to blow. Um, not to mention three, this can be used to repair mechs. So, like, one thing we noticed is, um, periodically, as we're fighting these things, they would actually be repairing the damage. So it must have some form of instructions or something that tells it what to do. I don't hmm. know if that's any helpful, but, I mean, that's well, the main observations I had. It certainly limits what it could be in order to... it. In order for the substance to react in the ways you've said, why it sounds <laughs> mythical, <laughs> these are these are things that science has been trying to get materials to do for for <laughs> centuries. I am surprised. Um, are you sure you haven't misascertained any of this info? Maybe saw something that you thought you were seeing, but was merely a a clever, a clever sort of veil over what was actually happening? Well, I don't know. Some of these facts are indis indisputable. Just indisputable. Um, 
I mean, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, madam. Uh, this is science. Everything is disputable. <laughs> yeah, that you are. I mean, I I can't dispute an explosion. I think we can I, start you there. could. I don't know how long you'd last. He <laughs> 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 starts coughing again. I hope I don't kill you. Um, I mean, what else could it be? I mean, like the repairing, like the the repairing thing. I'm not entirely sure what else it could be interpreted as. Like the damage was gone. I mean, unless the entire thing was, unless the entire mechs were already made of the stuff to begin with. Well, that's still a form of repair. Yes. It is possible that the material itself is some sort of base material that they're able to manipulate into what it needs to be at the time, but that's that's magical thinking. Um, it is I mean, possible that if it's receiving some sort of instructions, as you say, that maybe buried deep within this material, there's some sort of nanotechnology present maybe maybe infused into the substance there are tiny programmable computers of some sort some sort of so like nanomachines exactly i mean that was one of my guesses but we didn't exactly have the technology back on um back on the planet where we found the stuff I mean, nor does anyone. That that kind of technology. I mean, from from my last forays into reading about the latest journals on the stuff is is decades, if not centuries, ahead of where current materials technology are now. Either that, or they've they've kept it under wraps for a good long time. I suppose that's a possibility, huh? But let's follow this. If if there are pieces of programmable material within the substance that you've brought us, then this metallic fluid could be some sort of base material that it that's a good substrate for it. Something that it can that it can initiate reactions in to do the things it needs to do. Hmm. But how do we how do we get it to do anything without those machines giving it the signal to self-destruct? trial and error i mean you just try a variety of signals i mean i imagine with enough time you can at least well i'm not sure how much time we need to get something like that happening no no you're right it's just every time we fail we're risking permanently destroying a piece of our experimental matter and we don't have that much to begin with exactly if we're going to be doing this kind of experiment which we're going to rule a few things out first, but maybe a good direction to go in. Um, we will have to subdivide it and see if maybe we'll have to sacrifice little bits of it just to see if we can give it different signals to see if we can change what it's doing. I think we established previously we had like a thimble's worth of the stuff. Uh, not exactly a thimble, um, but like a handful. Oh, that's more than I was thinking. Okay. He's going to have to, like, 
legitimately like get in there and shave off like a tiny sliver of it yeah and then like take that into a big experimentation room and it might just self-destruct and he might not get anything out of it like he's talking about taking the only experimental material y'all have and like doing trial and error to slowly destroy all of it to see if it works which is obviously why that's not the first choice he's he's gravitating towards yeah i mean i think your only options here are going to be finding a way to observe it or get it to react to something. Now, there's a thing. You, your group brought this in. The, the people who were using it, is it possible we could get some of their other technology? Is it, is it possible we could see how they interact with it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the... Uh, team that was um using it uh very much hostile i don't think they'd be willing to share secrets with us um we did recover um one mech um i believe it's with the white rabbits right now um i'm not entirely sure where they are at this point because we fled a plant um there is a um one guy uh city limits i've been trying to get a hold of him he was sort of their uh head researcher over there he was taking a look at the mech hmm it's possible that this city limits has seen something in this technology that i won't have seen and maybe they didn't communicate to you maybe he doesn't even know what he saw and it was important but didn't recognize it as such can you get me in touch with this city limits fellow i mean that's the uh I think that's the question of the day. I've been trying for a bit now, and I think Ren is following up with that. Ah, um, sh- shame. Shame that. I think a lot of our problems would be improved if we actually had the mech available to us. Is it possible you could go obtain a new one for me? If I see one, I'll try my best. Excellent. That's good to hear. I mean, this is the um, first time I've seen this technology, so I don't know how rare it is. Hmm. Well... Let's see. Um, you, you have some uh, material expertise. Uh, I was told by Ren that you're some some sort of engineer. You could say that. Well, come over here. I, I want you to look at these. Um, H will go over some of the things they found so far, um, some of the initial testings they could do, some of the scans they did of the material. And uh, Evelyn, you, you are able to go over it for a little while. It's not like... It's not entirely, uh, you know, Latin to you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You're able, you're able to make up, make out like a lot of what he's telling you. But it's obvious that his expertise goes beyond yours. Um, but he is looking for input from you because you have encountered what it does firsthand. Right. What do you think? On, on these materials like after he shows you all of these things he's like here are the things we got back it i mean a lot of it is confirming some of the things you already thought um you know various temperatures it can be safely stored at how to safely like cool it um you know what it seems to want to do as soon as it starts coming back up to temperature and things like that um he's just showing you like all the things they've done so far and and you know just wants to pick your brain about what you think about it I mean, at this point, I, I, 
my first impression, and this sort of circles back to what I said previously, is let's see what we can figure out about potentially destroying the material. Because once we, um, we, we can observe it as much as we want, but um, once we start destroying it, there's a limit to how many times we can, you know, once we start losing material, there's only so many tests we can run, you know? Um, indeed, indeed, I'm aware. Is it, is it possible that we could reach out to this group who uses it and ask them how it works? I doubt it, really. I mean, they, they're so, part, like, the way this technology was used was, I, I think the exploding aspect of it was a way to sort of cover up their tracks. Like, there was a point in, our, in that mission where we actually had stolen a camera powered by this stuff, and they, they launched a kill, kill squad to get it back. It was, it was only by luck that, well, we lost the camera. It was only by luck that um, we happened to get a mech power by the stuff. I, I huh. seriously doubt that they're going to be willing to divulge that information. Well, that's information in and of itself. So you believe the exothermal reaction uh, is a defense mechanism of some sort, by specifically far. to prevent people from figuring out what it is? Absolutely. In fact, they were even willing to uh, sacrifice their pilots in order to make it happen. They didn't wait for the um, pilot to leave. So you think that this exothermal reaction is not one of the prime functions of the material, but is a secondary function to keep its primary functions hidden? Yeah, I, I'd say so. Okay, so then if if what you're saying is true, it's it's possible we could chalk this entire explosion business up to not necessary for the material to function, and we could start looking for... Perhaps we can find ways around its explosion. The The problem is, if, if this exothermal reaction is necessary for the functioning of the material itself, then by bypassing that, we risk harming its primary functions. But if what you're saying is true, it is possible that, well, I'll just simplify it is if we disable the explosion it's possible the material will still work despite not having that explosion function yeah like my my the more as we're talking about this i'm more, more beginning to suspect that this is some sort of material that's able to change its form in some way which i i realize is very generic but it could just be that whatever Whatever means or powers it has to change form, one of those forms is changing into something combustible. So ah, maybe yes, like okay. like changing a structure or configuration or I don't know. This, this is a little out of my scope. But maybe one of those instructions you can follow is building or repairing structure. Another set of instructions is becoming combustible. Did you witness it explode in vacuum? Uh, no, actually, on planet, that, so probably not, huh? No, everything. Every time we fought them, it was on planet. So, lack of oxygen would um. Well, it's something oh, to yeah. try. There are there are still combustion reactions that can take place without the presence of oxygen, but You're on it'd be a different though. type of reaction. It, it's definitely a thing to add to the list of tests for sure. Actually, come to think about it. It could be the lack of a signal that causes it. So, like, maybe its default state is combustion, and when the signal was gone, 
that's when it, it reverts to the combustion ah. state. Because if you think about it, if the mech is destroyed... It could be a kill it, switch. Yeah, like if the mech is destroyed, there's nothing giving the signal to explode. So if it's a deep... And that actually would explain why... Like, this is very far off from its original mech. So whatever causes it to explode... Like, there's nothing giving the signal to explode anymore. So really, it's more like the lack of a signal is causing it to get into the state. Interesting. Perhaps we can experiment with slowly bringing it up to temperature while bouncing various signals off of it to see if any of them prevent it from going through the destruction phase. Hmm. Well, you've given me a lot to chew on, Evelyn. I'm glad you came down here to to help uh, take a look at what we were doing. Uh, uh, you, you've added maybe 10 to 20 more uh, things onto a... Oh, he looks at the whiteboard behind him and his various techs and research assistants already have like a list of like 70 things they want to try doing with the material. It's like, well, we'll get to it all eventually. I wish you the best of luck. Yes, uh, uh, I'm very interested uh, to see what it does. Um, I will probably need your eyes again. Um, the next time I find anything or see it doing anything odd, I may have you come down to, to take a look and tell us if it, uh, it lines up with your experience with it. Well, uh, if you don't have my number, here it is. And, you know, let me know if I can help or if you got anything that can help us. Ah, good, good, good. Uh, and uh, if, you, if you need anything, just let us know. For sure. Um, if I manage to get any word from City Limits, I will definitely um, point him in your direction. Ah, oh, good, good. Yes, this uh, City Limits fellow sounds like a good person to talk to. Uh, Bob, I, I don't know if this has been established or not, but I think Evan would like to maybe... If Evan hasn't already spoken to Ren about getting in contact with City Limits, I think she'd like to do so again. Yeah, no, absolutely. You so. have. Yeah. Uh, Ren was unable to establish any connection with any White Rabbit personnel. Okay. Um, but, you know, like, they can look again for you. Sure. Okay. This Especially if you were like, oh. no, no, listen, this is very important. <laughs> uh-huh. This is a question that I had. Did we get a copy of the report from City Limits originally? Because I don't remember. Uh... That they not had on so the... much. Not so much. Okay. Um, the, the stuff you got was about how to contain it. Um, that okay. was the piece of research that City Limits gave to Evelyn. Okay. Then, then the only thing that I would say, Chuck, is in the future, if you wanted to, you could probably get um, some visuals from our mechs during the fight and provide them um, to them to show what the like repairing function is. That's to give them actually, visuals for it. That's actually a great idea. Um, if you're okay, we don't this, know if it's repair or if it's something like it's not so much repair as is in pulling the mech back together. Interestingly, you will yeah. remember that while the ferrofluid is on camera, the camera feed is very badly distorted. If you'll remember from the yeah. prior mission, so you can definitely give them that footage, but they won't really be able to see what's going on behind all that fuzz. Well, actually, no, that's but it may give them important. ideas. Yeah, if anything, that points in some direction. So, like, oh, totally. I will pass that along. Assuming I assume we've talked about this separately, like with Dine and me. I, I assume that you would you would have thought to pass that along honestly yeah if i definitely will make sure that um he gets that 
I just wasn't sure if Chuck Chuck the person remembered and all of the stuff. I, I so I wanted for, to clarify. I, I had forgotten, and thank you for reminding me. So I will pass that along. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Information's information. Uh, H will enjoy having that. Do we, did did H ever establish what H stands for? His name is H Warren. The letter H. Do you, I mean? Do you ask him? Yeah. Actually, what, what does the H stand for? By the way, it, it's just an H. That's my name. Fair enough. You can call me Dr. H. Uh, Dr. Warren. But don't call me Mr. I I didn't get a doctorate for nothing. (laughs) He starts coughing. I I don't actually say this. Could we call him preparation? (laughs) I'm sure he would not appreciate that, Evelyn. (laughs) I'm sorry you set me up. Sounds like he's old enough to be able to understand the reference. (laughs) (laughs) See, you've 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 made Kestrel sad. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Uh, hey, Astro. Hello. Uh, you wanted to contact someone. I did. My my favorite friend of me. Uh, Melissa Buzz Sonora. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> There is rock, yes. No, I knew who you were talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, at some point, uh, I think that Astro's going to kind of uh, cordon himself off in his quarters uh, and uh, try to open up a line of communication with Buzz. How, how long ago did you set up preparation for this? Because you know that Buzz uses like heavy layered communications right. to make sure that nothing you guys communicate with each other can be tracked back to either of you. Right. Um, as much as you don't want people to know you're working with someone who works for the corpse, she doesn't want anyone to know she's working with a rogue agent. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll spend some time... Uh, making sure like uh, i'm more like did you contact her ahead of time to let her know hey we should talk kind of stuff like yeah we should get protocols established ahead of time so that we can make an appointment to talk about i would like yeah like send her like a simple message like uh we need to talk um and like set up a time and stuff Uh, (laughs) you send her a simple message it just says we need to talk dot 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 yeah exactly Um, okay. Yeah, no, if you go through the process ahead of time, like if you give her two to three days of lead time, uh, she can get, you know, security protocols set up and, uh, you know, deniability in place for herself that she she won't be worried about giving you a secure call. Um, so, yeah, you cordon yourself off, you set up. Um, yeah. And you're able to establish a signal with Melissa. OK, I'll say, well, hello. How are you doing? Hello, old man. Seems like you're still alive. Uh, just barely. Just um, barely. Yeah, it was it was a sticky situation. Well, uh. you told me a little bit about what you were discovering uh, on your last foray, and I have to admit, it's very important to me to find out more about what you found there. But what made it sticky? Um... 
pirates fighting each other. Uh-huh, they do that. Yeah. Um, power struggles. We got caught up in the middle of it. And that that's all. You just... You got on the bad side of a pirate power struggle. More or less. Okay. You getting sloppy? Um, I, I, everything I do is a little bit sloppy. Well, I can't argue with that. Um, (sighs) I got a message from you. Um, the last message I received when I was on planet and it was garbled. Um, I was just wondering what you were trying to tell me. It almost sounded like it was a warning. Yeah. Um, tell me again uh, about the wording of the stuff you found. Um, of your message? No, no. Of the, you sent me a message that said some things that I'm trying to follow up on. And if it was the things I'm thinking of, um, well, you're not in danger anymore, so you certainly don't need that warning, but I would like to know. <laughs> um, so, uh, let me just see, uh, I wrote some stuff down that, out of character, I wrote some stuff down that I told her. I think I sent her, um, information on the Vesalium medium and the ferro fluid, right? Well, specifically... You sent her information about Project Protoplast. Right. That's what I have here. Project Protoplast. Um, and Project Protoplast makes the Vesalium medium. Yes, it is in the facility that talked about the Project Protoplast that yeah. you found, the Vesalium medium. Yeah. Um, You're sure it was called that? Uh, well, I mean, that's, that's what we've found on the label um who knows maybe maybe it went through maybe that was a working title a code name why do you ask it's just i've heard the name before what context Eh, you know a little bit of this a little bit of that um you said you found a name there a name of a person yeah yeah, we did. We found like a nameplate. Um and it was blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the nameplate of the regional manager? Yeah. Can you okay. spell that? Um she goes, No no no. Oh, right, you might not have known it was a nameplate. I mean uh the project name. You you said you found some sort oh. of label on something in there. Project protoplast yes there was um something you said one of your pilots found that was attached to one of the attached to one of the devices there um this is todd uh having some spotty memory i'm sure Astro remembers what, what was the thing uh, um, I believe it was Evelyn who found it uh, on one of the machines um, in the back rooms of the Project Protoplast facility. Um, there was like a box that had like containment units set up around it. Um, that oh, Evelyn right. found like an old, like an old uh, like tag on that, right, like an right. old plate 
on it that had a name on it. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, and that was different than the random bureaucrat nameplate that I found. Yeah, um, it, it was like a, it was a placard that says Embla on it. Embla. Yeah, E M B L A. Okay, I'm just gonna. Embla. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll say. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it was like a big. Um, I don't know what it was. Almost like a big server system, lots of wires, and there's a placard that said Embla on it. Did was there anything to... in the box that the placard was attached to? Uh, there's nothing in the box. It, it was all it was all disconnected wires. Damn it! Um, why is this something you're looking for? Maybe. Um, it's the closest lead I've found so far. You did good, Astro. That's more information than I've had before. Well, listen, I I gave you a lot of information. Can you tell me a little bit what you're doing? What are you looking for? She sits back in her chair a little bit. Listen, we There's don't always... A... Oh, never mind. Go ahead. No, okay. <laughs> I thought I had to convince you. <laughs> no, no. I, you, you're right. You do owe me still. This doesn't get you off the hook, Astro. I still have uh, weight over your head, and you haven't paid it off quite yet. Um... There's something I'm looking for regarding this project. Um, it's a project I'm familiar with. I, not intimately. I'm trying to find out more about it myself, but I found evidence of it before on prior missions uh, working for Manticorp. And let's just say there's someone close to me who this matters a lot to. What does this technology do? You have any idea? Did you see anything in this facility that said anything about Leaf? L-I-F. L-I-F? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I don't recall. Okay. If I you didn't, that's it fine, but... Note. If you see it in the future, I need to know where you find it. All right, I'll I'll uh, look out for that. Did you find anything else? You, you told me about this this medium. Did, were you able to ascertain what it does? Uh, we are looking into that. Did you notice any effects? Um, we're looking into that too. We we had to transport it, uh, and we tried to be very careful with it because we didn't know what it does. So uh, part of the idea was to get it in the hands of someone who could do a little research and and uh, figure out what kind of properties it has. Who has it? My crew has it. Don't worry about it. All right, I'll tell you a little bit more if you tell me a little bit more. You first. I have a friend who was affected by this project and was never able to tell me much about what happened to them. 
only that it affected them greatly, changed their life, not in good ways. I've been hunting down what it's about, what it was trying to do for years now. Okay. That's interesting. Um, like, affected them physiologically? You could say that. Huh. So maybe it's a type of drug? Or maybe it's a side effect from handling the, the uh, yes, substance? Yes, a, a drug or a side effect of handling this material okay. definitely could apply. Okay. Interesting. Um, well, uh, the person, uh, was it, uh, hold on real quick, out character, was it um, Dine or Evelyn that has the Vesalium medium? It's Dine. Dine. Had. Um, <laughs> what's that? Had. Yeah, I probably gave it to um, Ren. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I was uh, just Ren, wondering. Ren's people are looking at it, but Dine was the one who was looking into it. Yeah. And right. uh, was, uh, it was affecting Artemis. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll say, okay, so I'll tell you this because that's very interesting to hear. Um, there was, there was uh, an effect we did notice. Um, it was actually, it didn't affect us, but it affected our AI systems. Both my man Dine and myself uh, noted this in our mechs. Really? What, what kind of effects? It was it was almost so minor that I didn't I didn't track it right away, but just like I kind of slowed it down just a little bit. Um, I noticed it was a bit slower to start up uh, uh, when when I initiated it, and the effect seemed to compound over time. Interesting. Has um has your exposed AI um developed any other abnormalities? Well, he's pretty abnormal to begin with, and unfortunately he's been lost. Uh, uh I'm like I said, sticky situation. Um you will notice an odd thing is Honora looks uh a little bit like sad to hear that. You say, you know. He was lost and you can see Anora looks a little bit sad. It's like, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Astra says, yeah, me too. It, it, a Lynch was a bit off kilter, but you know, I liked him. But, uh, but my, my friend Dine uh, made it out with his Mac in one piece and as well as his AIs. I can follow up with him and see if he's noticing any other uh, abnormal behavior. Astro, do you have any pilot skills that allow you to notice something? Uh, okay, let me see. No, I don't think I do. Okay, um, this is going to be a hard thing to notice. So I'm going to give you a flat pilot check, but it's going to be with um, difficulty. Okay, so I'll just let me roll d20. Oops, that's a four and a four. <laughs> well, the difficulty, oh, difficulty you would roll I'm, is a d6, but yeah, that's okay. 
<laughs> four hour doesn't make it. Going lower than four doesn't help. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So you just notice, yeah, like um, Melissa seems to like be like this is obviously information that she like really wanted is all that you're really able to glean from that. Yeah. Well, Astra, this is more information than I've gotten on many my leads in a while. Um, all right, well, I'm not ready to let you off the hook yet, but if you need any information from my side, I'm willing to repay the favor. Listen, uh, Melissa, we're already working together, I guess you could say. Why don't we do it for real? Why don't you leave the leave uh, the mega corpse? Make a difference to those who need it. She stays silent for a few seconds. You don't understand, Astro. You're a movie star who went off to the outer rims and bought his way into a bunch of trouble. Uh the corpse and what they offer is stability and a lot of resources that some people need to get by. And I don't think I could get anywhere without them. Well, if that's the way you feel, but just think about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Idealist. Um, regardless, thanks for the information. I'm glad I didn't have to pry it out of you. Yes, I hope uh, you will note in my evaluation that I have been cooperative. Don't worry, I'm not telling anyone anything yet. If you come across anything about this project, let me know. I have a friend who's very eager to learn anything about it they can. Um, well... Uh, I will. As our interests align, um, I'm sure we will find out some more details uh, soon. All right, Astro. Keep in touch. I may need some more information in the future. Okay. And don't get, and get go getting yourself blown up, pirates, for goodness sakes. Can't guarantee it won't happen again. She rolls her eyes at you. Um, before she shuts off the connection, Astro, you will notice a weird thing happen where she you you see her on the screen, like reach out to disable the connection. But like her connection stays live for a good like two seconds longer after she hit the button like she mm -hmm. doesn't notice it she doesn't notice the connection stays open mm -hmm. but it's like her system took like two seconds longer to shut down than it should interesting so it was it just like uh she was on screen for a little bit or it just like the i, I was reading like a live like connection uh you see her reach out and press the button yeah. to disconnect and she gets up to walk away and like it it stays on a full two seconds like a long enough for you to see her like start to back away from her terminal and get ready to leave 
Yeah. Like that it should like when okay. she pressed disconnect, it should have been instant. Right, right. Gotcha. All right. Uh I have some thoughts. <laughs> I have some thoughts. Ashra has some theories. Astra has thoughts. This <laughs> novel. Yeah, I, I have concerns. He's like, he's like, what if they made peanut butter and jelly into a movie? <laughs> All right, Pixar uh, style personification. What? I'm sorry, you just broke my brain, there, Todd. <laughs> All right, Carry well, on. I just went through uh, a lot of the different scenes that I know we wanted to go over. Am I missing any that you guys wanted to hit? That's a big one for me. Not because, really. Because if that covers all the independent things you guys wanted to do on station, um, that is about where I wanted to leave things this session. Because the next time we pick up, you will be getting more information from Ren on where they think things are going to be very important to find out what's happening next session and see what your next mission's going to be. Uh, well, uh, I do want to do the follow-up with Artemis, but we can save that for next time after the debrief, because I did say, you know, next day or two, right? Absolutely. All right, so cool. next time we'll find out what Ren has found out and uh, see where you're needed most. And we'll also right. have to follow up with uh, Artemis and see what the people investigating the Vesalian medium have to say about it. As she browbeats them down. Well, <laughs> we'll see how that interaction goes. It'll be interesting. Okay. All right. We'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.